And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, it has been a while since I've had not just Dane Wigington on the show. He has had some short updates here of late on Across the County, but where we devote an entire show to what's going on with Global Alert News. And so I'm pleased to have Dane Wigington from Geoengineering Watch. Go to geoengineeringwatch.org because there you're going to find commercial-free, non-political it's information that is really going on involving something we might not want to admit that's happening, but it is happening. Global covert climate engineering. That's what it's all about. Also, Global Alert News on The Answer San Diego. 4 to 5 p.m. every Saturday is all about that. It's not about politics. It's about what is going on with engineering our climate so that they can achieve. We'll get into they a little bit later on a specific goal. But before we get to all of that, Dane Wigginton, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you, Noah. Thank you for your willingness to continue addressing this issue. And if people really understood the magnitude of what's going on in our skies, they would make exposing this issue an absolute top priority. It is a top priority. And what I will say off the bat, because we always say about it on every show, whether it's this show or other shows that I produce that you're on, people don't have to take our word. We're not even asking people to take our word. Look at the website. Look at the information that's there and make a decision for yourself based off of that information at geoengineeringwatch.org. Yeah, in fact, I would always encourage them not to accept our our testimony of data and, and to, to look at the data, look at the film footage themselves. Again, if people don't believe what they see with their own eyes, there's nothing I can tell them that would change their opinion. But in regard to the condensation trail narrative, Noah, again, a, a certainly would be considered one of the greatest deceptions ever perpetrated on populations. This is not condensation we see in our skies with almost no exceptions. This is sprayed particulate dispersions. People should stop and question that when they see a, a documentary about explorers in Antarctica or in their breath condenses, do, do they have clouds hanging over their heads after a few minutes of discussing something? Or That's not what condensation does. That's not how it behaves. That's not how it acts. And again, we have up-close film footage of these aircraft at altitude, nozzles visible, turning on and off. End of conversation. It's, it's not condensation. And that's something that's actually been going on here in particular, California, Southern California, this first part of the year. Yeah, we're seeing some sun now, which is a good thing, uh, no doubt. But we saw months upon months of condensation like we've never seen before, and that's why I had you on with shorter updates throughout the year, because it's not something that I think that seems, at least to my eyes, like it would be natural. It's not. And again, there's very, there's many layers of geoengineering, stated purposes to spray light scattering particles, sun blocking particles into the sky to mimic the cooling effects of a volcano. And one of those applications is called marine cloud enhancement. And that is especially on coastal regions where they're dispersing particulates offshore, trying to enhance the marine layer floated inland. That's what you're experiencing in San Diego. So there's now, so Californians understand that the, the cooler start to the year we've had here is not indicative of what's happening around the world. And you have now major publications, LA Times, New York Times, Bloomberg, all the specific articles this week on how anomalously cool California has been this year and absolutely not the case in other parts of the world. We have record-shattering heat right now, deadly heat, China, India, Portugal, Spain. You have... Well, and you told me right before the show today that there's some record heat going on in Texas as well. 
Absolutely. Off the chart heat, a dangerous heat. In fact, uh, we had heat indexes in parts of Texas on the coast. Think about this, Noah. On the coast of Texas, Corpus Christi had a heat index of 122 degrees. 122 on the coast in Texas. How many Californians know that's going on? Oh, I would say almost nobody knows it. It's, it's happening. I, it, was the, it was the first that I had heard of it when you brought it to my attention. Yeah, yeah well, they, they, that's not something they want people to know. People think that if the weather's a certain way outside their door, it must be that way around the world, and it's not the case. I mean, the whole lower 48 states in the U.S. is 1.5% of the Earth's surface area, 1.5%. So I encourage people to look past that border and to understand that that's part of the objective of climate engineering to keep populations in specific regions that could make a difference if they knew what was going on, to keep them pacified. And when you keep the temps cool, it's amazing how fast Californians forget the 15 or so hellish summers we had before this. We had virtually a rainless winter, the winter of 2020. 21 2022 where i live where i'm standing right now i'm talking to you right now from a mountaintop on the east side of lake shasta in the wilderness in northern california and this is an area that historically gets 70 inches of rain a year that's a lot we had a virtually rainless winter from december 2021 till april 2022 nothing the entire winter season nothing how fast people forget oh it, it, totally it's we had some of the hottest driest years of late up until this last year when it was unseasonably wet and most people didn't remember that we had like you said pretty much just the opposite exactly forest burning to the ground and people should stop and consider depending on their age when they used to go to a forest it smelled like a forest because the forest was breathing the trees were respirating their stomata their respiratory ports that's how they breathe that's how they absorb carbon that's how they release oxygen that is not occurring anymore for a number of reasons oh wow okay i'm a big mountain guy i i I love the the smell of when i go into the woods when i go camping so you're telling me that it's either going to be not as strong or you're not going to smell it at all if you were to go into certain areas that are experiencing what we're talking about it's non-existent. From, from forests from here to the Amazon are not respirating. There's, there's a number of reasons for that. Primary reasons, we have toxic precipitation, whether it's rain or snow. That's killing soil microbiome, affecting root systems. Two, we have incredibly intense UV radiation. The narrative that the ozone hole is getting better is an absolute lie. It's continuing to disintegrate. So we have extreme UV radiation bombarding the tree foliage. We have lower atmospheric relative humidity in in much more of the year in many of these locations because these sprayed geoengineering particles are desiccants. They absorb atmospheric humidity. So you combine all those factors, the trees shut their stomata. That's their ports that they breathe through. So they're not breathing. They're not feeding. They're not respirating. They're not absorbing carbon. They're not releasing oxygen. No forest smell. And that is the case almost across the board with, with little to no exception. Wow. Uh, I'm going to have to definitely check this out because I am actually going into the wilderness a little bit later on this year. I'm 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 very anxious to find out how this is going to all turn out. And I, I'm glad that I actually have the heads up from you on this. In regards to the ozone, I mean, we're going to get to RFK Jr. and the phenomenal interview you had with him in just a minute. But in regards to the ozone layer getting better and that actually not being from what you say true. And also, I want to know, why is it? That and also that what we're talking about, I think I, you've told me the answer on the show before. Why is it not being 
told in the meteorologist reports and the weather reports going on locally and nationally around the nation. That would be informing the public, right? No, the reason that official agencies don't want the public to know how severe the ozone destruction is, is they don't want to panic population. Same reasons why they're keeping California cool, parts of the West cool, to diffuse people's concerns about how severely the climate is damaged. So it's imperative people understand, for example, with the ozone layer, they are only metering UV radiation down to 300 nanometers. So they're only metering half of the UVB spectrum, none of the UVC spectrum, which is the most lethal band of UV radiation, final band before X-ray. They're not even metering for it, Noah. So, of course, they have no nothing to disclose to the public unintentionally. So, again, if the population understood how badly the climate system is damaged, how much damage climate engineering is doing to the climate system on top of all other forms of human activity that are also a factor. Again, I want to make that clear. It's climate engineering isn't the only thing damaging the planet, but it is the biggest single factor that's disabling the planet's ability to respond to the damage done. This is weather warfare, Noah, nothing less. Yeah, there's obviously other factors out there. I just hate that a lot of the climate crisis that's talked about is politicized. Obviously, we are not good stewards of the planet. I think some of us are. A lot of us aren't. There's things we can do, but a lot of it is politicized, and I hate that. But we have to make sure that we pay attention and also see what's really going on behind the curtain, which is what you bring out. People can check out all this information we're talking about once again, Geoengineering Watch. Org. What I want to get to before, again, you just mentioned the UBC spectrum, which a lot of people don't know about. We hear about UVA, UVB. How deadly is UVC? And is it a real threat? Let's just quite put it frankly, across the globe. It's a very real threat. It's an existential threat. It's the last spectrum of UV radiation before X-ray. We lose the ozone layer. Terrestrial life on the planet is done. But the levels that we already have, are destroying insect life, destroying plankton, damaging foliage. Again, this is a DNA-damaging spectrum of UV radiation that is not being disclosed. And I'm, I share your angst at the so-called environmental groups that will not address climate engineering because they don't want to lose their nonprofit status, or all official agencies, all of whom are tasked with denying the climate engineering weather warfare assault. And one more layer to this, Noah, it's not just the damage to the climate, it's not just the damage to the environment, This is also filling our breathable air column with highly toxic nanoparticles that we are all inhaling with every single breath we take. Extraordinary amounts of these particles. In fact, according to recent peer-reviewed study, we may be inhaling as many as 20 million nanoparticles with every breath we take. And these are highly toxic elements. Yeah, we got to pay attention to what's going on. Again, you can catch Dane Wigington on Global Alert News on The Answer San Diego every Saturday, 4 to 5 p.m. Also, I recommend checking out his groundbreaking documentary film the dimming check that out it's also linked there at the answer san diego homepage and also on geoengineeringwatch.org now let's get into we're going to do a couple of other climate things towards the end of the show but i'm very excited one of my favorite things was watching robert f kennedy jr announce he was running for president of the united states now i don't agree with him on a bit but i do agree with him on a lot and i was very curious where he fell on the 
real climate crisis that is going on, issues like you and I have been talking about. And you sat and you talked with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And I believe there was the question asked in some way, shape or form. You can enlighten my audience on this. Is climate engineering real? What is his perspective? What did you share with him? How did he react to it? I believe because he's running for that office, he's trying to tread carefully at the moment. But in regard to his take, I think if people watched that interview and watched as he was given more and more data connecting with dots he already had in the equation, I don't think there's any question that he acknowledges the existence of it. But he's, again, moving carefully right now because of the office he's running for and the risk he takes, as we know from his father and his uncle, what happened to them. So I think he's, again, uh, proceeding carefully. But but that interview has brought a tremendous amount of notoriety to the issue. It's a, a quarter million views already and going up quickly. So we need this kind of acknowledgement. We need to expose this issue. And Noah, how much truly blue sky do you see? I mean, I'm standing in the wilderness of Northern California, and there's no clouds overhead, but the sky is, unless you look straight up, it's not very blue at all. If you look more toward the horizon, it's even a dingy-looking white and, and we see that now in backgrounds of pictures or film from all over the world. And that is the Well, that's, some, uh, that's something new I had not paid attention to. I, I, I guess now looking back at the skies, even the sunny skies over the last several years, in my perspective, I can say it doesn't seem as rich as true blue as I remember back from way back. It's not. And I'm looking at convective cumulus clouds over the surrounding mountains around me right now. That's a, that's a thunderhead. And they are not allowed to, to develop very far before they are nuked and wiped out. And that is part of climate engineering. We have, with telescopic equipment, seen the aerosol dispersion aircrafts over the top of these cells. So they'll rise up like a very defined-looking cauliflower convective cumulus cloud and then they end up looking like a big, dirty, diffuse smoke bank. They blow them apart. That is not natural. That is not natural cloud development. We What's the purpose of blowing them apart? I'm curious. We think there's a number of reasons. One, if they convect too high, because they're seeded with these particles, it pushes the particles up toward what's left of the ozone layer, doing even more damage. Two, they are stopping precipitation in these clouds, and we can speculate onto the why for that. One reason we believe is so they can keep some atmospheric humidity aloft and they have more productive seeding then to create the artificial cloud canopy. We think that's another reason. But these are very myopic approaches to a very damaged climate system. Noah, this is comparable to the pharmaceutical product you see on TV every day. They introduce some new strange named pharmaceutical product and they... Yeah, with about a million warnings. There you go. That's, that was my point. It, we, it might treat... A particular symptom, and here's the side effects, and when you listen to those side effects, you wonder who would take that. But people do. Same mentality here. Did Robert F. Kennedy ask you any particular questions? Did he seem inquisitive to learn more? Because he even mentioned what happened to his family over the years, but he seems to have a genuine, authentic concern. I know it it, at least does when you're talking about vaccines. He seems like he is just putting himself out there, and he knows that there's a threat to himself personally it seems like this is something he might be willing to tackle dane i can only hope that he is willing because people need to understand that they can avoid certain medical treatments they can avoid um, a number of threats on the ground we can't avoid what's being dispersed into our skies we are going to breathe 
what they spray. And we know aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene. We know those elements are being dispersed from hundreds of lab tests in the U.S. alone. And to weave this into Kennedy and his focus on the COVID scenario, which was absolutely an engineered pathogen, there should have never been a debate about that. We have peer-reviewed study in the journal Nature from 2015 specifically acknowledging that the gain-of-function characteristic of the COVID virus was engineered in 2015. There should have never been a debate. But people don't do their own research. They, they feed from the matrix media trough of total disinformation. So back to what they're dispersing in our skies. We know we have the world's second most recognized geoengineer, Tim Caldera, who designed methods of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the populations below. We have Italian researchers that found COVID-19 attached to airborne particulates. We had 85 countries infected in three days. 85 countries. That's indicative of an airborne dispersion. And finally, two of the elements I just named, polymer fibers and graphene, are used militarily for biological warfare for the specific purpose of carrying a pathogen from the clouds to the ground. And that is in our precipitation now. It's in our air column now. Why? Yeah, you have to ask yourself that question. You have to ask yourself. If you don't have an answer to why, you should be very concerned because there's nothing done by accident, Dane. Uh, no, there isn't. And even if you eliminate that aspect, we have fungal everything going off the charts. In fact, articles this week about how concerned doctors are about new strains of fungal infection that they can't treat in humans. We know that filling the atmosphere, saturating it with these platforms, these particulates, they're platforms for fungal proliferation. And that's exactly what's happening, not just in human beings, but in the environment. We're seeing massive fungal infections in everything. Hardwood trees, conifers, everything. We're seeing fungal infection. Again, you can't throw this kind of wrench into the works of the natural system, this sort of toxic contamination that destroys so many aspects of Earth's natural functions. You can't do that without a cataclysmic result. And that's exactly what we're getting. And that's exactly what we're hopefully going to be trying to avoid. If people do the research, they look at geoengineeringwatch.org, they see, they see the information on there and their minds are opened. I've showed this information to many people and they were like, okay, now I don't feel so bad for thinking maybe this was, there wasn't a lot of there there. And now they think the opposite and they're just connecting the dots and sharing the information, which it, that's what it's all about. It's waking people up, Dane, to what is really going on here. Again, I hope that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not just going to be observant, but take action if he does go forward in the presidential race of 2024. Again, we're with Dane Wigington of Global Alert News, 4 to 5 p.m. on The Answer, San Diego. Check that program out there. And also at geoengineeringwatch.org, check out The Dimming, which is an amazing documentary. Now I want to turn to something that I hadn't heard about which there's many things I haven't heard about, which is why I have you on the show, Dane. But there is hailstones the size of, I believe you said, grapefruits in states like Colorado and Texas. And I have not heard this anywhere. That is unacceptable. It is. So what we see, we have processes called chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding for weather modification. And what they're doing is seeding the clouds with what's called an endothermic reacting element causes ice to nucleate at far above normal temperatures. That creates a cold, dense layer of air in the cloud that descends to the ground. Endothermic reaction, known as what you have in an evaporative cooler that people use to cool their homes in dry areas, desert areas. That's an endothermic reaction. It dries up the moisture, but it creates a cold, colder layer of air. It's an energy absorbing reaction. When they're seeding these types of elements into clouds, you cause that hail to form much faster. It gets much larger. 
does much more damage. Their attempt is, it appears, to create a temporary toxic cool down on the surface, but at what cost? If people want to see how big that ice nucleation ball can get, they should search Lake Michigan ice balls. Look at the pictures of shores of Lake Michigan. It's happening in other places, Arctic shores within the Arctic Circle, the Baltic Sea. 75-pound, perfectly spherical ice balls literally coating the beaches. Oh, my goodness. I I had to pull it up as you're doing the description right now. These things are gigantic. They are, and that is not nature. That is absolutely not nature, although you have official agencies trying to explain that away. That is chemical ice nucleation. We see it often over the Great Lakes. Remember the big sensationalized buffalo snows? We saw, you know, how, how deep the snow is and record snow. And that's part of why they conduct these operations, to create that type of a, an artificial engineered winter scenario. They sensationalize those headlines. So other places where there's 80 degrees in winter and no rain, and they think, well, it's, it's cold somewhere, so everything must be fine when it's not. And so this so again, is what are, the size of these ice balls that people are getting hit with in the central United States? No, no. no. The, what you see on Lake Michigan has gotten much larger because it's been, in, uh, been able to build up much more by being in the lake before it hits the shore. Those are basketball size, what you're seeing there, or, or some even larger. But when it's nucleated in cloud moisture, we are seeing baseball size hail, softball size hail commonly now. And in Colorado, in recent days, just occurred, not only was it a tornado, but there was a concert with 100 people injured. It was golf ball size hail, but th- that's a big hailstone. I mean, people were injured in, in some fairly significant ways at that hailstorm. And again, these are unprecedented events to have hail in almost every single storm, damaging crops, uh, harming uh, civilians doing catastrophic damage to cars and houses. It's its now become the norm because of this chemical ice nucleation seeding. And you would think, this is just how my brain works, because I, I think there's a lot of good people out there, and if there's tragedies happening, you would want them reported on the news. You would think if people are getting injured and or dying from even the baseball-sized hail ice balls that are falling, that that would be on every mainstream network on every weather report, Dane. No. What do we see? Scripted political theater. We see docudramas about a few people that were tragically affected, the, the submarine issue for, for one, you know, and that's a tragedy. Oh, that is I a tragedy. That. But when you see that there are literally hundreds of people dying or thousands in some regions from these types of events, we hear nothing about it. Zero. When you see countries being starved to death, there's 37 countries right now descending into total chaos because of what has happened with their weather, crushing their crops, damaging their ability to feed them their populations. 37 countries with literally tens or hundreds of thousands of people dying, and we see nothing about it. We see 15 minutes every episode of mainstream media on a, on a particular scenario like we saw this week with, with that particular tragedy that involved a few people. And beyond that, what do we see on every station? Whichever demographic it caters to, they put the most polarizing guests on, speakers on. They're, they're trying to create uh, mass outrage, division, distraction, polarization, so that people cannot see the oncoming train of total biosphere collapse and the fact that weather and biological warfare is being waged against them in our skies. We'll end here in just a minute with the June gloom that you and I have been bantering about off the air. Yeah, June gloom is real, but this is well beyond that. I'm going to ask you the question that if people haven't heard our shows together before, that maybe they'll begin to ask if they already have it. And that is why. Why would any of what we're talking about, again, that people can research on their own, geoengineeringwatch.org, why would it be done in the first place? Again, the planet, the climate system is broken. 
people can speculate all they want about the exact causes that broke it, but it is broken. And there are many causes. It's a complex situation. I encourage people not to think in this or that terms. There's many factors that have damaged our, our environment, our climate system. That is going to immediately affect the ability of the planet to feed 8 billion people. Governments around the globe know this. So think of weather warfare as the crown jewel weapon of the military industrial complex. They are not going to let go of their control with this weapon. They can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault because they can blame it on nature. We see a systematic crushing of crop production all over the world. We're going to have empty store shelves soon. So again, the gravity of what's unfolding is not being grasped by nearly enough people. This is the end of what was. Those in power are going to use every tool at their disposal to control populations until the brutal bitter end. And what's happening in our skies, again, crown jewel weapon, covert weapon that they can control populations without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault. And again, that's what it's all about is getting more and more people awake to this, to what is actually going on. And then it's going to have to be paid attention to, Dane. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I hope and pray it is not too late at that point. We have got about two minutes left, and I do want to touch on this because it affects the audience here, specifically in Southern California. Lots of rain, lots of cloud cover over the last six months or so. May gray, June gloom, and now you're reading reports. I'm reading them right now that it looks like June gloom, even though it's sunny at the moment, it's probably going to come back and head deep into June, which is something that, again, that is not natural. That is not typical. We do not see this type of cloud cover just well into the summertime. No, but again, this is not nature. We have satellite imagery of their aerosol spraying operations over trying to form a marine layer that they float in. That is absolutely one of the methods of climate engineering. Again, marine layer enhancement. And this is the conditions that you're experiencing there are not indicative of what's happening around the globe. Again, we have a heat index of 122 degrees in Corpus Christi, Texas, that, that just occurred. So I encourage people to investigate this issue, to understand the gravity of it. If we look at this mathematically and statistically, this is the greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face for the health reasons and environmental reasons, short of nuclear cataclysm. We must face this issue. So if they can start by watching the dimming, that's the best single A to Z in this issue, and then help us to bring this issue to light. We made that film available for free the moment it was done. We have materials at geoengineeringwatch.org. Our printed materials we pass on for less than our cost of producing and shipping to try to arm activists in the field with materials, pictures worth a thousand words, materials that they can use to wake others up around them. We have shirts and hoodies to start the conversation on the issue. So again, any one of us could be the final grain of sand that tilts the scale in the right direction to reach a critical mass of awareness. That's the key point, Noah. If we can expose this issue we have a real chance of stopping it, but exposing it will take all of us. Well, and that's why we have you on this show. I try and get you on other shows that I produce because this is something that needs to be across the board and it needs to be heard by every single American. We're trying to do our part here. Dan, we appreciate all your research that you share with people. And again, I love my favorite thing about you is you don't expect people to believe it. You don't expect people to say, hey, this is the truth. You want people to do what we're supposed to be doing, which is our own research and to be able to connect the dots and then to share that and spread that word so that we can have, as you said, critical awareness and get people to say enough is enough. Exactly. Check it out, The Dimming at geoengineeringwatch.org. And Dane, in the last 60 seconds, what's coming up on this weekend's Global Alert News? We have issues that are affecting all of us, Noah, that are 
very far from people's consciousness. For example, in the polar regions, we have sea ice that is in a straight downward trajectory, and I realize people have disdain for Al Gore and all the environmental groups, and I do too. But climate engineering is making that situation worse also. That will release massive methane deposits in the Arctic. They should search Arctic methane craters and look at those craters. You have to see it to believe it, just like the ice balls. Siberian methane craters, try that. And that methane is exploding into the atmosphere. Climate engineering is making that situation worse also. What I'm stating, just giving by those two examples, we have parts of the planet's cooling systems that are completely imploding, and that will lead to a very different inhospitable planet. Climate engineering making all of it worse, not better. So, again, from every conceivable direction, climate engineering is pounding the nails into our collective coffins. We need to expose it. I'm asking for everyone to help us to do that. Share links for free from our homepage. Simply help us to start spot fires of awareness. If we can bring it to light, we can bring it to a halt. Bring it to a halt. Start by listening to Dane each and every Saturday, 4 to 5 p.m. on The Answer, San Diego. Dane, thanks so much for this long, lengthy, and much-needed update on what's going on globally, around the world, with real climate issues. And we appreciate your work oh so much. Thank you, Noah. Noah here and across the county, geoengineeringwatch.org.